You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for Pretty Gory. You may experience swearing, violence, and sexual situations that you engage in often, hopefully never, and only in your dreams. Parents need to watch your children. They could learn more than you want them to. We welcome the entire solar system to the premiere episode of Asteroid M.I. Vicious. Four coeds trapped on Asteroid M in the asteroid belt. Food and oxygen running out. And no makeup, healthy food, beverages, or men. Their only weapons, myriad pillows and the bikinis they were dropped off in on Asteroid M. They can choose makeup, pizza, tequila, a pillow fight, or the one man who was also trapped on Asteroid M. You guessed it, the Shem Zhao Hunk. Which will they choose before particle beams are directed at their compound? But wait, there's more. They have no choice. It's up to you, the listening audience, to choose for them. Help Bambi, Barbie, Lola, and Steffi before they kill each other or remove any more clothes. Call, text, email, 3D snail it to the Reality TV Solar Core RTSC now. You have five minutes until the particle beam targets those reality vixens. You are their only hope. Asteroid M.I. And now I'll turn the show over to our host, straight from the Solar NFL and her weather report, Jillian G. and her string bikini, whose string bikini apparel line, it just so happens, is our show sponsor, Astro M.I. And here's Jillian. Jillian G. and her intrasolar system game weather forecast. Excellent. Send it in. Captain, thank you for agreeing to meet with me before such a long trip. Coffee? Thanks. No, I I make it a point to never refuse a meeting with a man who's banishing me from civilization. Besides, the two MPs who physically dragged me from my bed to the car were way too charming to turn down. Glad I never bothered to take my clothes off last night. Anyway, getting manhandled by your goons actually kind of beats the hell out of the crap pseudo-grav units we had back on the Asimov 1. I'm very glad to hear that, Captain. 
They're still having some issues with equilibrium. Still have some issues with normal Earth gravity. Mm. Oh. <coughs> Military grade coffee. Ha <laughs> ha, the memories. <coughs> oh, Veers, you make this just the way I remember it. Mm. Well, it's comforting to know that uh, at least the brass doesn't get any special treatment as far as coffee's Captain. concerned. Earth G? No, no, not what you're thinking. It's just that all, after all that time and that death trap, on top of everything else that went on, everything else is... Everything feels a little heavier on Terra. Of course, I guess that's not going to be a big problem much longer. Thanks, Fierce. <clears throat> Captain, allow me to introduce you to an associate of ours, Agent Carlson. An agent? Vera? Yes, Admiral? Send Mr. Carlson an in. An agent? Yes, Admiral. A, a damn spook? Yes, Captain. CIA, Galactic Division. Since when is the CIA had a Galactic Division? We do now. Thanks to you. I see. Grab a coffee, and uh, please grab a squad, Mike. Thank you, Admiral. Captain Pike, I wanted to see you before you left. And I want you to know that I have nothing but the highest respect for the way you acted on the Asimov One mission. Your uh, credit to the entire program, and your name will be historic. I, in that case, I suppose I should probably tell you you're welcome for your promotion. Right, and so my thanks for all this is to get preserved in ice on Pluto as a reward. Captain Pike, nobody could have come through what you did without suffering untold damage. It was decided that it was in your best interest for you to be in a place where you could serve out your enlistment with minimal risk of further damage to yourself. I think you mean to your funding, right? Captain Pike, I'm trying to be cordial here, but yes, I am worried about... What will happen to the program if its most prominent figure is found out to be a drunk with deep emotional issues and no social grace whatsoever? Frankly, it'd be a lot easier and less expensive to have Mr. Carlson's friends arrange for you to have an accident so everybody could remember you as a hero and I didn't have to worry about my budget. But I have too much damn respect for you and I want to give you a chance to turn it around. Now, whether you do... Whether you die as a bourbon popsicle on that glorified asteroid is up to you. For now, all you have to do is answer a couple questions, then suit up, strap in, and get your ass several billion kilometers away from me. Well, thank you, sir, for speaking so plainly. I've had enough of all the bullshit that's been flying around here. It's nice to hear somebody actually come out and say it. Agent Carlson, what can I do for you before I go? Just a couple of questions, Captain Pike, then I'll be out of your head. You testified that after the FTL drive on the Asimov 1 exploded, you spotted a small planet and used its gravity to boost your speed for the emergency trip home. Is that correct? Yeah. To that point, we've been traveling over the speed of light for a very long time. And even with the slingshot and the bump from blowing the main ship, we were only able to get a little bit over half of that for the return trip. I needed everything I could get. Did you pick up the planet on sensors? No time for that. The explosion happened. We dropped out of FTL. I saw the planet on the monitor and made the decision. It all happened in a couple of minutes, and frankly, I was more worried about making sure we had everything into the pod for the return trip than I was about making sensor sweeps. Hell, we had to jettison the entire engineering section, including the engines, as you know. Basically, we only had the main pod. And not a hell of a lot else other than the blackness of space and the nightmares that lay ahead. I can understand that. I just find it curious that you found a planet to slingshot out there in empty space. My understanding is that gravity keeps most of the universe's mass inside the galaxies. 
That's true, but bodies in dark space do indeed exist, and when you compare what we know about the universe with what we don't, the scale isn't even slightly tilted in our favor. I concur, Captain Pike, but you misunderstand me. I don't doubt that you found a planet to slingshot out there. You did return, after all. What I'm hazing on is how you saw the planet. There's no light out there to reflect on it. You couldn't even see it as a shadow against the background since there's nothing in the background. But there had to be light. We saw the planet. I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was bigger than Pluto. And the whole face of it was lit, as if a star behind us was shining on it. I mean, the light was bluish, but it was there, and oh, oh shit. Mira. Oh. Admiral? Captain, what is it? I just... Get the MPs uh, in here pronto. I just sir? remembered. Get the MPs uh, in here pronto. Yes, sir. As we flew around, I remember thinking, I need to get a good look at this. We're the first ones to see it, and who knows how long it'll be before someone else gets out here. I remember looking at it as we went around and thinking that something was wrong, but I was too distracted by the rest of the emergency to grasp it. I get it now that you're asking. If the light shining on it was behind us as we approached, we should have hit the terminating line at 90 degrees and the planet should have been dark until we got around the other side. But I saw it. I, I saw it the whole way around, which means the planet wasn't reflecting blue light. It was radiating it. Oh, God. Captain, what is it? I know why you're asking me this. I, you know as well as I do that there's only a limited number of things that could radiate light in deep space. And the most likely are radioactive objects and things that have been built by someone or something. Not of this earth. Oh, Veers, damn it, you have got to call her back. Pike, you know it's too late for that. Admiral! Wait one, Sergeant. Yes, sir! Get Danny back, now! Something's out there waiting for her. It'll let us get away, but it may not be so generous with a second visitor. You have got to call her back now. Captain, I understand your concern, but we don't know that what's out there had anything to do with your ship failing. It may just be coincidence. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. You have got to call off the Asimov 2. Scrub the mission. <clears throat> Gentlemen. Will you escort Captain Pike to the staging area for his flight? Yes, sir. Don't do this, Beers. You're going to kill her. Come along, sir. You heard the admiral. You're killing Captain Beyonce. Stop Captain. Sir. Pike. Captain. Beers. Stop You're killing me and everybody on this ship. Come on. Computer? Yes, Admiral. Please forward a message with my authorization to the technicians and medical staff of the flight Captain Pike is to take to Pluto Base. Of course, Admiral. The message? Pike is to be secured, prepped, and on that rocket by any means necessary. If they have to sedate him and dress him in his flight suit, that's fine. But he is to be on that rocket, and it is to leave on schedule. Unless God himself reaches down and holds it on the launch pad while the boosters burn, am I clear? Very clear, Admiral. Then send the message. Yes, Admiral. I trust you got what you needed, Agent Carlson. Perhaps once Pike is on Pluto and settled, you can forward any follow-up to him that he may or may not answer. But I really don't think there's much more to get from him anyway. No, I don't think he has much more for me either. He confirmed what we feared. Now we'll have to figure out what it means for our long-term plans. Just don't jump the gun. The most likely explanation is still just a huge radioactive rock. True. But you have to admit it's very curious, Admiral. Yes. Yes, it is. 
shit. Yeah, maybe the Maulers are whipping the Valkyries. Anything to take my mind. All day this. long you'd clean and clean and clean. If you had a sham down. Yeah! First up, game one of our double header. We cruise out to Mars. Check out the 3D graphics as I show off the latest bikini and my new Skimmy Sports apparel line. The weather forecast for the Martian Maulers is a red dust storm. Yep, that's a, that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. audio production of 2109 Black Sun Rising The Prequel Loves Written by Matt Weller Based on the pending original science fiction audio drama Written by Bill Holloway The cast Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as the computer And the cast credits computer announcer Matt Weller as Dylan Pike Joe Stofko as Admiral Veers Carlson CIA operative Belthar Tuckin Vera Receptionist, Lynn Coburn. MP1, Stevie K. Farnaby. MP2, Bill Hobart. Mark Kalita as the sportscaster for the Solar Football League. W. Ralph Walters as the Solar NFL host. John Bell as the announcer for Reality TV, Solar Core, RTSC. Amanda Fitzwater as Jillian G., the Solar Football League weather girl and model. The music for tonight's show was supplied by Warhorse Audio and the Celestio Eon Project by permission. Thank you for listening. Please return soon for the pending audio drama 2109 Black Sun Rising. This has been a Broken Sea Audio production, and I am Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard of Gypsy Audio. Have a good evening. sffaudio.com The sound of tomorrow Explore the limitless worlds of the imagination with sffaudio.com Reviews and features Audiobooks, online audio Full cast audio drama and radio theater The ultimate source for news from the world of science fiction and fantasy audio Brought to you by the most trusted team in the business sffaudio.com The future never sounded so good In the race to the North Pole, who will become the victor and who will fall to the ravages of the cold beneath? Philip Syntax is the world's best biomechanic with a checkered past of betrayal and lost love. When given a chance at redemption by the celebrated soldier Gideon Lightbridge, how can he refuse? 
This ill-fated expedition turns from daring to disastrous when their airship, the Northern Fancy, crashes in the far and frozen north, leaving the crew stranded without hope. But that isn't the worst of it. One by one, the dead crew members arise from the cold ashes to seek the warmth of the living, and it becomes every man for himself in an effort not to join the ranks of the revenants. From Dynamic Ram Audio Productions, The Cold Beneath, by Tonya Brown. Visit our website at www.dynamic-ram.co.uk. The Cold Beneath is also available on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. So, so cold. So cold. Wollte man durch diesen Vertrag ein wirkliches Frieden erobern, der Menschen absehbare Zeit herbeiführen, dann musste man das, das ihnen so unfruchtbar Ja, ja, Otto. Good morning, Commandant. Haben Sie Sitz, Herr Samson? I must say, the German rail system has made some significant improvements since your new Chancellor came into office. I wish my trip up from Transylvania into Poland had been so smooth. Herr Hitler seems to be quite the proponent for a revitalized Germany. But German trains are not while you are here, no, Mr. Sampson? No, the German transportation system is not the true nature of my visit to Berlin. As I thought. Few understand the stakes. Fewer have the heart to stand and face the trials to come. The baptism of fire and of blood. The night, the long knives. And for that, I offer you the opportunity to bask in the birth of a god. I offer all of my services. I will take your offer but on the condition that you sign a pact in blood, swearing fealty to the right and our Fuhrer. Our business here, I believe, is concluded. <laughs> Do be on your way. Otto, escort Herr Samson out. Behind. And Samson? Yes? One day you will know the full might of the right hand of hell. <laughs> Get this message to Admiral Churchill, you fool. I am risking everything transmitting from the heart of Germany. Jake Samson is a spy for the Third Reich. Jacob Michael Samson, you are hereby sentenced to be taken from this court to a place of execution a fortnight hence. There you shall be hanged by the neck until you are dead. And may God have mercy on your soul. Broken Sea Audio Productions proudly presents Jake Sampson, Monster Hunter, Gods of War. www.brokensea.com I've known one of those greedy kind. All of my one thoughts in flow. 